It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Tuesday, February 7th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that thinks the Flyers are a little rusty. A little bit. Uh, it's a little more than that, though. Yes, we will get into that. Plus, have our Phantoms Tuesday all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello there. Once again, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here with Russ Cohen coming to you from the Wells Fargo Center, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Flyers. That is where you'll keep up to date with our episodes and Flyers news. You can email the show at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail. We do a mailbag almost every week, so get those questions in. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Locked On Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube, so subscribe there as well. Russ, uh, we had been a little nervous yesterday about some line switcheroos that Torts put together in practice. Uh, looks like things settled out okay in the end, though. I mean, they lost the game, but in terms of our expectations of who would play together. I mean, I guess. Uh, you know, that first 10 minutes was brutal, though. And if you have the coach send a letter to the fan base saying that, you know, hey, Things are going, they're going in the right direction, they're moving in the right direction. And he basically said pregame, we're going to come out, you know, with, you know, blasting here. They didn't. They came out completely flat. And, you know, these are the things that, that drive a coach crazy because, you know, they did have some chances, no question, but they were never a threat to win this game. And the Islanders, I mean, what'd they get? Two or three posts. They had the one that was on the line that didn't go in. Yeah. Like, it could have been a lot worse. It wasn't. So that's fine. But in the end, you just kind of wonder, like, again, Kevin Hayes, like the worst possible effort tonight. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could say that maybe he was exhausted from the travel or, or whatnot, but it's no excuse. That's for sure, especially in towards the system. I do want to say that, you know, the latter half of the second period and the third period felt like pretty much mostly flyers. And it was good that they got back into it. But I will say that while the effort was there and they were playing well defensively, I thought the offense that they were getting wasn't quality. Their high danger chances no. were way low. And, yeah. you know, when you have a power play in the third period and you have a real solid possession control, you have to be smarter about what you're doing. And that was the missing link here for me. Yeah, that was definitely a missing link. I mean, there was a lot of disruption, but then if you watched it, some of it was mindless. And some of those pucks went right back to the Islanders and gave them chances. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's something where it's like, okay, listen, I, I, I get you're completing part of your mission, but that's not all of it. 
you know, they definitely had trouble with Barzell. Like, they couldn't cover Barzell. Like, they were, you know, again, I think they were fortunate that it was just 2-1. But even Carter Hart at times, uh, you know, Bo Horvat hit his, hit his shoulder. He never saw the puck. He never saw the puck on at least one of those posts. That first goal could have gone in. Like, it was just lucky it didn't. It was a great play. I forget who knocked it off the line. Like, even though it was a 2-1 game, Carter Hart wasn't even really locked in. He had a couple great saves, but that's it. Yeah, it, it was just a, a tough one to watch because you know that the Flyers are capable of better than what mm-hmm. they put out there in this game. And I thought, you know, guys like Konechny and Scott Lawton in particular usually has a little bit more in him yeah. than what he showed in, in this game. Uh, one thing I did like, however, was looking at the D pairs. Uh, they mm-hmm. did do what we had suggested and yeah. move Risto up to that second pairing, you know, with Sanheim again. And that was deservedly so. And D'Angelo mm-hmm. absolutely should have been on that third pair, especially with Sealer back in the game. I think that is actually a decent third pairing combo there for what, you know, they complement each other well and I think are a yeah. good pairing um, for the, for those kind of minutes. Um, I was a little nervous when D'Angelo was out there uh, with the extra attacker near you the end. You had a right to be. He was... <laughs> he was very loose with the puck. It wasn't great. Mm-hmm. No, and and again, on that opportunity, they just really didn't get any quality chances that whole time. And yeah. even when they did get the puck back, to your point, yeah, you know, the Islanders led in takeaways in this game, and it was very apparent that that was the case. Yeah, I mean, they just have more discipline. And I know the coach is trying to teach that discipline, but – the Islanders may not even make the playoffs, but they give you a playoff discipline, and you could see that that's something where the Flyers haven't reached that yet. You know, we're we're you know three quarters done with the season, and they haven't reached it. So, okay, we could say it's personnel this year, but you know, next year that's going to be an issue because there's going to have to be more guys carrying out what the coach wants to do. It has to be. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, Having watched the Islanders broadcast for this game, because that is what I have to do living (laughs) in the New York area, uh, it was interesting because there was a couple of things that they pointed out that I thought were spot on. Number one, they said that Owen Tippett was the standout player for the Flyers in this game. And I have to agree with them because I felt like he was the one that I noticed following up on his play more often. Mm -hmm. And when we did our profile on him, that's something specific that we talked about that he does very well this season. And, you know, when he got chances, you know, he always followed up on the play. He always battled for the puck. He and did. that you know, he net was a good opportunity that I really wanted yep. to see him connect on. And he still has trouble with it. Yeah. So, you know, he wasn't perfect by any means, but no, no, I, but I he definitely thought he did. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing that I thought was interesting was that, you know, their broadcast team was very concerned about the Islanders in the second half of that game, just saying this is not good enough for the playoffs. You know, they have to do better. And, you know, they're right. For whatever reason, even with all their chances, with the posts and everything, at the end of the day, they still only put two goals up. They got Bo Horvat and they still only got two goals on the board. That's been their problem all year. So... Right. And and to their point, which I agree with, they were playing too conservatively in that second half of the game. Yeah, and if they so. were playing a better team overall than the Flyers, like it would have been tied up easily. Yes. Easily. Yes. 
the way that they were playing. And so it just makes me like doubly disappointed that the Flyers couldn't take advantage of that. Again, having two, you know, extra attacker opportunities in the third. Yeah, no question about it. I, I agree with, with the Islander broadcast on that. Uh, you know, we'll see what's going to happen, you know, with the Flyers now in this second half, because there's a lot of scouts here and there's going to be a lot of scouts here from here on in. So, like, if scouts were there to see Kevin Hayes, it wasn't a good scouting game for him. So, you you know, Risto did a little better. So, if there's anybody there for him, fine. If there's anybody there for Provera, fine. But, you know, you want to see better. The fans were not having it. This was The fans were not happy this game at all. They booed a lot. They did, and there were um... – Many audible Eagles chants. I mean, to oh, yeah. be fair, it is Super Bowl week. So, it is. I mean, I can't you know. kill them on it right this minute. No, no you cannot. I didn't say one word about it. It's With the Super Bowl coming up, it's fine. I understand. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I think it's it's a good time for that. But yeah, I definitely heard the booze on the broadcast as well. You could hear it from home, uh, especially during that power play in the third period, which was... Oh, yeah. Just brutal. Just brutal. I mean, well, I'll tell you one more difference between the Islanders and Flyers. When the Islanders are on the power play, if they don't see the right setup for a zone entry, they go back and do it again until they get the right entry instead of just forcing it. The Flyers have not figured out how to do that yet. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, it is time for Phantoms Tuesday. Uh, as we are recording post-game, the AHL All-Star Game is underway. And uh, Tyson Forster has himself a couple of goals. We're going to talk about Hi. him and some other guys in the Lehigh Valley system coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. We're certainly hoping it's from the Philadelphia Eagles this year, as we know. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Russ, heading into our weekly check-in with the Phantoms, I think uh, for me, the, obviously the biggest news was Elliot Denoyer got banged up in the game on Wednesday against Hershey. He didn't play the rest of the weekend. I certainly hope he'll be ready to go after the AHL All-Star break happening right now, but it's a little concerning. It's a little concerning, and their break's not as long as the NHL, so... Uh... We'll see. I mean, they've already played more games, too, though, than the NHL. So, you know, it's a different kind of season. Uh, he's got a little more time. 
to get ready. But then if you miss time, you miss more games because they play them in a row, right? You know, like on the on those weekends. Yeah. So if he's not back by the weekend, then it starts to hurt. It really does. Uh, speaking of the AHL All-Star break, uh, of course, we had Tyson Forster and Ronnie Adderd attend. Uh, as of recording, we don't know about the game itself because it's being played simultaneous to the Flyers-Islanders game. But we did see the skills competition on Sunday, and I think the, the guys did pretty well overall. Yeah, I mean, Adder, that's about what I think his, you know, his hardest shot would be at, like 97.2, respectable, nothing wrong with that. Um, yep, it know, was uh, tied for third in that yeah. competition. Yeah, I think that's good. I would like to have seen what Forrester could do in that, but you can't put him in everything, so that's right. fine. Um, and Forrester did good with the targets, very good. Um, I, I saw that. I, I liked what I saw out of that. But again, we know he's he's got a terrific shot. So, yeah, I mean, these are two really highly skilled guys, and they're not too far away, and uh, it was impressive. Yeah, especially for Tyson Forrester, I would say he was up against some tough goaltending Yeah, uh, from out west. Uh, Jesper Wallstedt is, of course, one of the top prospect goaltenders in the AHL right now. And yeah. he scored against him uh, in the breakaway relay, which I really love to see that after he got shut out in an earlier competition in the pass and score event. So, uh, yeah, I think both of the guys did pretty well for themselves. Yep, they did. and. Uh you know, certainly going to make Phantoms fans happy. Absolutely. What else made Phantoms fans happy is finally the curse appears to be broken and the Phantoms won not one, but two games against Hershey this past week uh, on Wednesday, winning five to two and Saturday winning five to one. Uh, unfortunately, there was a loss against Providence in the Sandwiched. middle. But uh, I would say it's an overall win, given the fact that Hershey had been such a problem this season so far. I mean, sweet wins against Hershey. Get it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is something that at least gives you a little hope. I, I still would like to see them sweep more weekends and feel like they have to. Uh, but, you know, this is OK. And, and Providence is certainly a good team. So, yeah, I mean, you played three good teams fine i mean the results were mostly good and you know again they're just going to be playing catch-up that's all i mean it's just one of those things where they are still going to have to really get hot yeah it's just strange right now because you know all the teams around them seem to be on a tear uh right now including yeah. springfield um so you know despite winning two of three they went down a, a spot in the standings to fourth place uh, but again, it's like really through no fault of their own. It's just everybody happens to be playing really well in that clump of teams in the division. I would say, though, that looking at the two wins against Hershey, the biggest like sign of hope is that these were really complete game efforts, mm -hmm. you know, complete team efforts from everybody on the Phantoms. And it, the shot suppression was tremendous all weekend long. Uh, defensively, they're really starting to play cohesively as a team a lot better. Um, for the three games, they only allowed 22 and 23 shots on goal in each of those games. And, and that's pretty good. It is. The only thing is, is I still want to see 
bigger roles for the younger players. They still have they have better NHL AHL veterans um, this year than they did last year. But those guys are taking some of the prime roles, and you really don't want them to take the prime roles away for an entire season from the guys you're trying to develop. That's the balancing the act. That's where you have to really do better coaching, to be honest. That's where you're coaching. You can't just keep playing uh, guys who are former NHLers like Louis Belpedio in the top pairing. I get it. He looks good there. He's helping you get points. But you got Ronnie Adder, who you're trying to develop for the Flyers, who really needs this next like 29 games to be at a higher level. And I think he needs to get play against the best competition. And I would put him up there. Even if it hurt my season, I have to do it because I have to make the Flyers better while I'm still trying to get better too as a as the Phantoms franchise. Yeah, it's interesting what they're doing there on the defensive pairings just because I see what they're trying to do with Zamula because he's the one who's been struggling a little bit recently. Um, he, he really needs to get more active offensively at five on five. Mm-hmm. I think he's playing well on the power play, mm-hmm. but his five on five game is a little bit lacking right now. And so pairing him with Belpedio, who has been arguably their de- best defenseman over the last the last stretch of games i i think that's really what the goal is here is to get zamula going again and because adderd is doing just fine and they're pairing him with ginning who's another prospect um you know usually you would see more of an ahl prospect pairing going on but i think they feel confident in ginning's defensive play and adderd uh, you know is full 60 of of his game and so that's what's happening yeah no that is what's happening you're giving adder the minutes which is fine but he needs better competition because again he's going no higher than playing a third pairing in the nhl but still third pairing in the a in the nhl is pretty much first pairing uh first lines again against an ahl team and that's what you really need to see so you can't keep doing this uh zamula hey you know what put him on on the second pairing, if Adder's ahead of him, Adder's ahead of him. That's just the way it is. You're not going to ever be able to get everybody to you know fire the same way at the same time. But Adder being a little bit older does have a chance at you know playing the NHL even on a regular basis before Zamula, if you know he he could raise to the competition. If he's going to continue to play on the same pairing, he is he's going to end up with like I don't know 25 points, and you know that's a decent season, but it's certainly. Uh, based on that and the competition doesn't give him a huge leg up on making a pro, you know, the Flyers team. So that's where I'm looking at it like that. Yeah, it's certainly an interesting discussion to have and to see at what point do they stop giving Zamula these extra minutes and chances to try and get him going versus rewarding Adder with right. that time. Right. And that's that's a, a decision for coaching to make. And mm-hmm. we'll see if and when that might happen. Uh, I, I think another thing worth talking about with the Phantoms this week is the special teams. Uh, the power play continues to be pretty good. It's second in the AHL overall. They were four for eight for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, which That's is good. pretty solid, yeah, gotta yeah. say. And uh, they did score a five-on-three goal versus Hershey on Saturday, but it was really pretty. It was a, a nice uh, Tyson Forster blast, so you love to see that. But yes. still, you got to take advantage of opportunities when you get them, and they seem to be doing that. Uh, on the flip side is the PK, which is the second worst overall. It's incredible. 31st. It's just 
pitiful that the, the difference between the power play and the penalty kill on the same team yeah. it's extraordinary it is extraordinary and again the problem is you need guys to be doing better penalty kill wise because not everybody's going to play the penalty kill when they get up and, and play for the flyers probably none of them will to start but it'd be nice if a few of them had a good background in it and were doing well in case there were injuries up there so that they could get the penalty kill time right now you know, Tortorella's going to look at the sheet and be like, there's nobody here that can that can help us on the penalty kill, and I don't blame them. Yeah, and especially when you're trying to solve niche problems like that at yes. the Flyers level, that kind of prevents uh, potential call-ups because yeah. they're going to want to see guys that, that can play in all these situations. But uh, we've got a lot more to talk about with the Phantoms, looking at some individual performances for the week, and we will do that coming up next. Today's episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. I started using Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, and hated taking pills and vitamins, and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, focus and recovery. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free. Athletic Greens contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continuing our check-in with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, uh, looking at some key guys on the team right now. You know, we have been uh, trumpeting for Ollie Lixell all have season we? long. I hadn't noticed. Yes, we have. Uh, he's still the team uh, points leader with 33 right now, had a goal and two assists in the last week. And I would say that maybe the thing that's holding him back a little bit is he needs to get a little better on his two-way play, that okay. he just needs to get back a little defensively, uh, more efficiently. And I think, you know, you see a lot more of his offensive chances on the power play. I mean, mm -hmm. I know that's natural, but I feel like if he just stood out a little bit more five on five, that would be the thing to get him over this hump right well, now. Well, I mean, I still notice he's quick to the puck and he does um, make good plays, smart plays in the offensive zone. I mean, not everybody's going to be a defensive specialist, but again, um, when you call somebody up to the Flyers, and they need help, and they need power play help, like, you know, you should let a guy like this get a shot at it, even if it's not on the first one. I, I mean, and he might have gotten very marginal power play, too, in the couple of games that he, I don't even know what's he been up there, like two games. It's it's not been much. And so I'd like to really see him get a, a slot there at the end of the season 
before the potential playoffs if Lehigh Valley was going to make it. So that can give him a little bit of a boost, but I really don't feel like that's in the, in the cards for him. And I just feel bad because he's a good player. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, what I'm talking about in terms of what he, he is potentially missing. That's things that Torts loves the most. Right. And so I think that unfortunately he needs to adjust his game a little bit to match up with what's expected of him at the NHL level on this particular team. I think he's fine. And I agree that he should get a shot, like you're saying, toward the end of the season and then go back to the Phantoms for the playoffs. But I, I could see like what maybe is holding him back right now. And if he just stood out a little bit better, uh, like I said, on, on the two-way play, I, I think that would help him get that extra boost to get to the Flyers. I mean, look, there are sometimes there are guys that are quadruple A players, and it's too early to tell if that's the case for Lixell. But when you're a point a game in the American Hockey League, you should get more than three games in the NHL with more ice time than what he was getting. Absolutely. Uh, moving over to Tyson Forster, man, he's just still playing super solidly. Two goals for the weekend. He had a goal in each game versus Hershey. Um, like I said, he had that really fantastic shot, uh, five on three power play on Saturday. And just his instincts, I think, are getting better and better as the season progresses. And I think he's it's just going to put him in a really good position this offseason to train and get stronger and do the little things he needs to do to have a solid camp and maybe get a shot at the Flyers next year. Yeah, I mean, he definitely needs to get stronger. I still see him getting pushed off the puck. Yeah. And that's that's going to be his biggest thing. Uh, he's not going to score uh, 20 goals at the NHL level in his first season. It's not going to happen. But uh, you'd like him to show more than what a fourth liner would show, too, because if he only shows, like, fourth line ability, they're going to send him back down, rightly so. I mean, it's just they have too many fourth liners on this team. So it's up to him. Like, this is this summer is really up to him. And his development, I think they've taken him to a good point right now this year. Uh, he still could be a little more dominant in the AHL, but all right, he's not. That's fine. Everybody has their own pace. But at the end of the day, this summer is going to be big time for him. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, we talked a little bit about Igor Zamula already. Um, like I said, I, I just think he needs to be a little bit more active offensively at five on five. Um, he's quarterbacking the power play nicely but it, it's just the five on five play he's lost a little bit of that jump that he had earlier in the season and I think that would go a long way if he just was you know more of an active part of the offense yeah I mean again he hasn't played a tremendous amount of pro games I mean we're really just talking about uh, 82 Lehigh Valley games and like 24 <clears throat> actually like 100 Lehigh Valley games and like 24 Flyers games. So if, you know what? If he has to start the year again in the AHL next year because he has to work on these things that you've just outlined, it's not the end of the world. You want him to be right, right. When, when he's when he gets there. So I'm okay with that. And if Adder moves ahead of him, that's fine. I mean, you know, I kind of, you know, would expect those guys to be, even though they're different, and even though Adder's older, uh, at a different level because, you, you know, I, I just felt higher for Adder as far as what his ceiling might be. So both of those things are okay. I'm I'm not worried about it. Yeah. And uh, Bobby Brink, I think, continues to play really solidly at the AHL level right now. I think this time with the Phantoms is perfect for him. 
Uh, he had two goals, three assists for the week last week, had a really amazing play on the power play that um, led to a goal by Cooper Marity. And I, I just love what he's doing. I love the progress that he's making. 11 points in 13 games played so far coming back off the injury. He has been, you know, I, I think taking it slow and steady and upping his game a little bit as it's progressed so far. And uh, I just would like to see it continue for the rest of the season for him. Yeah, and that's that's what I want to see. I, you know, I really don't want to see him get called up unless it's just for a game. But they already gave him his 10, so just leave him in Lehigh for the rest of the year. Uh, worry about where he is next year. I'm not sure he'll make the team out of camp. I'm not sure there should be an expectation for him to make it out of camp. But, you know, if he's that good in preseason, hey, maybe you make that decision at that time. But right now he has to get this real good base under him, and he's, and he's doing well. And, you know, he has to work on the little things in his game too. And he also just has to work on not getting creamed uh, you know, as far as, you know, getting hit. That's his big thing because sometimes he's fearless and he's not a big guy and, you know. But again, yeah, I think it's it's going good. And, you know, he's got future skills similar and to a Cam Atkinson and he could end up being that kind of Cam Atkinson replacement, especially if Cam exactly. never, you know, never gets back. But again, you, you can't rush him to do it, especially coming off the, the hip like that. You really want him to be right. So uh, this week, the Phantoms have two games on the schedule uh, at Hartford on Friday and at home versus Bridgeport on Saturday. So uh, hopefully we get Denoye back and it's a slightly lighter week. So uh, hopefully they can continue their winning ways. Uh, Sounds our like Flyers, two wins. I don't know. It does. It does to me. Uh, our Flyers fun thing is Tyson Forster at the AHL All-Star Game. Uh, we got a nice angle on that uh, rapid-fire shooting, uh, again, up to the targets yeah. from the Phantoms. Uh, he did a great job. It took him six shots to get the four targets and uh, showed up really well. Yeah, he didn't struggle. Like, he, you know, he was calm and cool with it. He's got a long stick, which I think is always good for a scorer. And, yeah, he looked great. And uh, that'll do it for today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow. We will be answering your mailbag questions. So make sure you get them in to us. You can email us at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail. You can send us a tweet at LockedOnFlyers. Or you can comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great day, everyone.